Hey, and welcome to 303 Radio, a podcast that gives you an insight into the world of small business and digital marketing, as well as anything else that inevitably sidetracks us. I'm Jamie, one of the directors at 303, and over the next few months, we'll be hosting a bunch of fun, informal, and hopefully insightful chats with entrepreneurs, business leaders, and even some Insta-famous folk. Today, we're filming in our studio in Southwest London. Uh, the team are rustling about, so if you hear anything in the background, do not be alarmed. But excitingly, today, we kick off with the founder of 303, Ollie Fawcett. Good morning. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. It's early. That was quite the intro. I'm it is quite the intro. We like to, we like to keep things formal <laughs> quite happy for our first episode. Yeah. Mm. Um, how are we? Doing well. Good. Early in the morning? It is. Well, it's not, it's not too bad. It's not too bad at all. It's been, what day is it? Wednesday? Hump day. Mm, hump day. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been a good couple of weeks, to be honest. Good. So, first episode, we want to set the scene. Yeah. We're obviously coming at you from, from 303 mm-hmm. and ahead of getting all manner of guests in. All manner we of need to set the scene. Uh, there's been a name change. There's been COVID. All manner of things have been going on. It's been a busy six months. It has. Which so is good. First episode, we want to know. The people want to know. <laughs> what's happened to Green Tea? The 10 what's listeners want to know what's going on. What is going on? The short answer is we, we changed our name purely from a marketing perspective and a bit of a brand perspective because I started Green Tea unofficially in 2013 and officially in 2015 um which i'll go into ha- why that is the case um but we were called green tea productions and obviously we've developed into a full service digital marketing agency now so um i think me and you both made the decision um that actually that was really hard to market what we were doing um and out of all of the clients and, and brands we work with we became the hardest brand to actually market ourselves so um <laughs> that basically led to uh, a name change and 303 is the office so we're now in um southwest london in fulham um but the office we were in before which um the building i think we had two offices there um so we had a small one and a big one a shoe box into a bigger shoe box mm-hmm. um that last office that we're in which i would see is like the biggest kind of growth and mainly the birth of what we're doing now um, was office number 303. So I think we just decided it was a bit of heritage to what we're doing before. And obviously all our branding's green as it was also a bit of throwback and heritage to uh, green tea. Um, so that's where we are now with 303. And a, and a numerical name that there's no, uh, no scope for <laughs> yeah. our delightful founder to be able to ty- make any typos with, which is great. Do we need to explain that as well? I suppose we I think probably well do, yeah. It, yeah. So um, I suppose anyone that's, I, I hate the word following my journey, but anyone that's kind of followed me online or seen LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever probably knows that I obviously founded Green Tea. So um, like I was saying before, we started in 2013 unofficially. So I incorporated the company when I was at college. So I was 17, possibly even 16 at the time. Um, and the business, well, the name of the company was basically due to um, a a lesson or a class that i was in um which i think was like a media class or something like that i think yeah no it would have been media class and the the task of our group was set was to create a production company make one up um and then shoot a very short film which i also still have and i'm in it acting and it's the worst thing you've ever seen in your life um so that won't be coming to fruition Um, and then also side to that one of my kind of extracurricular things Bear in mind, I didn't do much college stuff, so all the college stuff I did had, <laughs> yeah, had a link to uh, to where we are now. But um, we also had a radio station as part of my extra curriculum stuff. Full circle. Yeah, back. exactly. Um, which was called Green Tea Radio. Um, and after we did all the you know the the, the collegey stuff, um, I basically turned to a few mates 
um, there's probably about four or five of us at the time. Um, some of them have done amazing things, have gone on to do really cool stuff. Others of them are also doing amazing stuff as well. So no one's, no one's flunking there. But um, yeah, we basically decided that um, we all had an interest in theatre, um, and I did too. But I wasn't interested in the kind of acting or directing side. I was interested in the kind of the cash and the the producing and the like raising money and and financing and all that sort of stuff. So we incorporated Green Tea Productions um with a family kind of accountant and um back then i think to incorporate a company you had to either fill out an online form or you know basically give the details of what you wanted it to be and being highly dyslexic i spelled green g-r-e-a-n and the accountant who i was with at the time who i'd known for a few years being a family kind of connection um just thought it was a quirky thing so i did it and she was like well surely that's what you meant and then i showed all, all of my buddies who were getting involved in this little business and they were all like well to be fair some of them didn't even notice but some of them were like you're a moron um so yeah that from there green sea was born and then as we left college we um we raised a bit of money but we basically produced theater shows um so we had two main shows one was called immortal one was stones um both written by a local um theater writer who was also kind of a local theater in kingston um he works at the rose theater which anyone around there will kind of it's quite a famous theater in that area um so he, he basically wrote these shows and we took them around the uk we went to edinburgh fringe we did shows in london um and we sold out those shows pretty much everywhere we went i think there was only two nights we were in edinburgh for uh, the edinburgh fringe festival which you obviously went to edinburgh uni so you're highly aware of that festival mm. um i think we were there we had like 15 show 15 nights and we only didn't sell out two of them by like two or three tickets just because we had gone through the whole of the fringe and we did that through social media and content so it was kind of from that and i started to enjoy that more than actually doing the theater stuff um, and anyone that's in theater at all would kind of know that unless you're investing millions or hundreds of thousands of pounds into theater shows there isn't a lot of profit there it's a it's a quite you know it's not that it's a hard thing to do it's just that it was something that you really have to be quite passionate about to do so um from that i kind of um decided that actually we enjoyed selling the shows as opposed to actually doing the shows in some ways um and the guys that i started the company with they all some of them went off to uni um one one of them did really well in his own acting career has done some really cool stuff so um yeah that's kind of where the idea of a green tea started um and now we're obviously servicing clients for content social paid website builds graphics all that stuff but that's kind of where it came from and for me it's quite nice the fact that we started by selling our own product as opposed to mm. you know not wasting someone else's money but kind of going to someone we've never have done it before um that a lot of other agencies do which is also great but like having that expertise because i didn't go i haven't done placements in big agencies i don't have you know major experience apart from working for green tea and now 303 so um so yeah that's kind of how we got to where we are now which has been a quite a long old journey that's quite a long old journey i think I was, we were on the phone to someone i can't remember who on the phone to uh, uh, the other day i don't know if you were in the car but we were someone goes oh your company was incorporated in 2013 i literally turned around and i was like oh my god like <laughs> that is seven like seven years is a long old time um but obviously i always count it as 2015 because those first two years we w it wasn't really much and we were kind of just figuring it all out so um so yeah that's where we are now really that's great it's good it's a, it's a big old journey it I've, is. Sc I've scratched the surface in my uh yeah my so i suppose yeah for, for context around you a little bit there you you obviously joined when you joined the business in end of last summer was it? end of last summer yeah which has been and i think from there till now we've we've kind of had our biggest growth in in what we've done and you're probably a big part to play in that blushing <laughs> blushing <laughs> a little bit off camera um 
yeah no it's been it's been a big year um we've obviously yeah covid covid's weirdly been our our biggest roller coaster of the time i guess we've, yeah we've moved office yeah moving office during covid in a kind of covid safe way was quite quite i mean like looking i i obviously chat with a lot of um you know i've spoken to loads of guys who stay at uni i've done a few zoom calls we did a few zoom calls during covid and stuff as well i think for me the way we looked at covid was not to, like the first thing i think we decided is not to panic and not to go oh my god it's all it's all gonna go tits up um i think me and you both kind of saw the approach obviously with what we do a lot of stuff did move online but still you know we've got team members working from home we moved an office you i didn't see you for what two months i think something like that three yeah three months and that yeah. was a lot of zoom calls and all that sort of stuff so we've had challenges in the past like i think looking back at the theater stuff it's that was not the hardest thing we've ever done i've ever done in the business but like we had a crew and a team including cast directors producers like whatever i think we had like between 16 and 18 people involved throughout the course of those shows in from edinburgh to whatever and that's 16 to 18 kind of like children effectively who have no idea what's going on are still like probably not switched on we were just running around having the best time ever it was super fun but also like i think there was a couple of us that were like this is quite a big task i remember rocking up to the fringe and i um i'd driven my car from london to edinburgh by myself with all of the like equipment everything has given me chronic arthritis in my left knee yeah correct yeah by defenders they're really good i drove that all the way up to edinburgh and when i arrived literally as i came into edinburgh i don't know it too well because i was literally there for like a month and that was it but like you know that massive road you kind of go into the city set like to the main center i remember driving down there and there was like massive production vans of like big shows and you can be like i remember going down like they are well funded but also they're like a proper outfit mm. um and then the best feeling for us was like we then obviously at Ember fringe you talk to so many people everyone like chats in the evenings after shows after show parties or whatever and um i remember talking to them and they're like you guys must be a massive outfit to us and i was like yeah yeah, yeah. Like, we're, we're we're all set up like we know what we're doing here and they were like pros they were like kind of 20 25 to 30 year olds with proper directors proper cast so for us we proper wing it but i think at the same time we learned so much like every skill i probably have now in managing people or you know how to deal with people or like you know managing a team all of that all came from doing the fringe doing shows in london where we're trying to sell tickets in like a show in brentford or like carl Scholten, like and that probably translates quite well to shoots as well like yeah big project shoots that we do you have all manner of photographers videographers yeah art directors blah 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 all running around yeah and i think it's all contributed well definitely it's all it's all very transferable but i think without although we didn't pursue the theater thing i think without it i probably wouldn't be able to control what we can now control if that makes sense so Mm. i think you know opportunity costs and losses basically there's probably a lot of opportunity gain there from from my benefit um obviously like financially we you know we broke even we made a small amount of money whatever which all just went back into the team to give them uh, some experience but also all the guys were involved i think that would have been a massive like learning curve for them and they kind of developed it out yeah, so um big leg up. no it was, it was it was really good it was it was mad to look back because it feels like ages ago. i know we got the posters on the wall and stuff in the office yeah the poster for one of the shows that was shot in my mum's shed and if you see like i think i've got the photo um i might put it up on linkedin or something at some point soon but like the original photo from the poster looks nothing like that i think that went through like 10 iterations of photoshop um, but I remember going at the fringe and we were like, this is a sick poster. We're happy with that. Other people yeah. had like other 
of this shit walking around but like it was it was a good it was a good time it seems so weird looking at 2016 on that on that poster though as i as i look at it now is yeah long long time ago you keep forgetting it's 2020 i think oh yeah i'm, I'm still in 2018 <laughs> <laughs> okay so in the crazy world of 303 now yeah for people that are unaware who's coming to us who do we work with what yeah, do do? so I suppose like the short answer is we're a full service digital agency with a creative focus. That's like our masthead letter approach to it, or like that's what we say to people if everyone, anyone, someone goes, "What do you do?" That's kind of our approach. The reason why we say with a creative focus is purely from an industry perspective because I think there's a lot of digital agencies, um, and our offering to a lot of our clients is the creative stuff. Um, the way we've looked at the industry is there are thousands of amazing um, digital agencies and there's obviously a thousand amazing creative industries as well, uh, creative companies as well um, and for us what we've tried to do is combine the two so you know we've got an in-house team of creatives who work on the social accounts all the ad accounts all the websites that we also work on so everything's very much in-house obviously we, of course we have a few great freelancers that we utilize and, and all that stuff but the very basics and the foundations of our clientele work we're able to do everything in-house um, so that's pretty much what we do in terms of how we work with people and what we do. Um, obviously, you've come from a great London brand, so we, we pulled you in because we wanted to have that um, that knowledge and experience in big e-com um, sites and, and understanding that. So at the moment, in terms of a team perspective, we're trying to pull in well-experienced, but people that want to develop and grow in, in different spaces and, and transfer those skills. Um, in terms of the people we work with, I always say, and I think you always say the, two, the same, the three main industries we're in, are fitness, fashion, and food. That's not to say we don't work with things outside of that. That's just like our main bulk of kind of, you know, 80% of our clientele operate in that space. Um, obviously, you, me and you, between us, we've got a lot of experience in the fitness and food kind of areas, um, and F&B as well, of course. But um, yeah, like there are kind of our main setups. But our, our, our biggest approach to clients is the what we love to be, and I know you obviously know this, but like we want to be a full service to a client where we're kind of taking the accountability of that clients and their online um, space and what they're doing in the digital space. We want to take that from them in and utilize that and make that work um, and make it grow in a cost effective and profitable way. Um, we don't want to, you know, of course we just run people's social accounts. We give them content support. We give them consultations. You know, we give website support. We can do a website build, but our biggest offering is we really want to be full service and going along that journey. Um, I think from where I am, and you probably agree, but we want to go along that journey with some with a with a brand or a business or a founder who is you know starting from not raising any money. You know they're using what money that they've got in the account, or they're bankrolling it from friends and family, or whatever it might be. They're about to go into a raise. We want to be at that very start yeah. and go through the journey when they're possibly exiting their business five years later. So. But also to be said before into the next bit, but like we also don't mind coming in after you've done a raise. Like it's it's very much we can join it whenever, of course. But like our our passion really lies at those those small startups that go through that process in a short period of time yeah. and grow. I'm sure you agree with that. Yeah, I guess I guess um, the way I'd always look at it, especially having come from um, experience with big businesses and and those which are much smaller, an agency like us is kind of a facility for a bigger business. Like we will yeah make like beautiful content mm. we will run you know good quality social media etc but for for, the, for our smaller clients we aim to be part of the team that they would not otherwise be able to replicate on the budget that we can do it at yeah because because of how we are set up which is you know something that we're excited by the prospect of and 
you know, all of our existing clients are, um, you know, are really happy with, which is great. Exciting times ahead. Yeah, um, definitely. Which is great stuff. Mm. So, Ollie, you've set the scene quite a lot now. Um, I feel like I at least have some pretty good context of things that I didn't actually even know before this, which is, well, which good. is always good. <laughs> um, going into s- some specifics that we feel maybe, you know, useful, useful for people. Yeah. At, at what point did you sort of justify decisions that have, have now been made? Like, again, we've obviously mentioned that we're now sat in our beat me studio yeah. in Fulham, which has obviously been um, somewhat of a frightening, uh, a frightening decision to have made. Yeah. Um, you know, the team's growing rapidly. At what point did you manage to justify decisions like the studio, for instance? Green Tea and 303 combined, we've been in four, four different like spaces and offices, um, the current one being the fourth. Um, we originally started out in renting like a corner when it was just me um, and someone else in the business in um, in my parents' office. So we literally like kind of hired two desks effectively, um, and we stayed there for two two years. So from two thousand and kind of fifteen sixteen to two thousand seventeen eighteen, we were there. Um, and the pure reason for that, I, I suppose, is the first thing was that it was local for me. Um, obviously, starting a business, you are putting in city hours um and that was kind of like a mile away from my house so i was just when i was still living at home um so i was just like i need to be in there and out there quick um and also the more time i can spend in the business and not commuting the better um the first thing i always thought about i I feel like i spoke to this with um, some advisors or people that i knew or friends and family whatever but like when you start a company the first thing you think of is like this butte studio we're currently sat in like the first thing i was like is i want an epic space i want wooden desks i want white walls i want max everywhere and to be honest for me i was just like i had a couple of when we first when i first like the day i went full time so the day i left i was working in london part-time and running green tea but the day i kind of fully i think it was like a monday morning i was like i'm now this is it this is my own source of income this yeah. is like go time um i kind of employed someone part-time and all, and all that um and like f- the first thing I was kind of thinking is like I want all that stuff, but actually, it's not important. It's a luxury. It's not a necessity. So for the first kind of couple of years of the business, I was just purely about necessity, not about luxury. Um, and that was mainly on a point of like sustainable and actual profitable growth. Um, and actually, really just to to make money. I, I feel that a lot of startups, even in agency or other spaces, they kind of go for this luxury first of all, and they want this big swanky office and they want all the space. And actually, that's what kills them. That's why they go, you know, under. That's why they don't succeed as quickly as they want. Yeah. We invested in equipment. We invested in gear. We invested in team way before we ever came near the office we're currently in today. And people might walk in here and be like, "This is a pretty small office. It's not massive. It's in Fulham. Like, you know, it can't be that much money. You're probably making, you know, enough revenue to pay for this, which is yeah, true. But at the same time, this is now a luxury for us because we know it's going to help us grow further. So after being in my parents' office, we went to a kind of a shared office co-working where we had our own office space. And the first office we got in there, I remember it was like, it was under a grand a month. And I remember absolutely shitting myself about it. Like I remember being so nervous about the payment. Like obviously the business was doing well, but I was still just like, that's an outgoing, like I'm scared about it. Yeah, and I, like at the time it was, I was just kind of like, how am I gonna cover this? We didn't have as much kind of like full clients on us at the moment. We had like work was really sparse. We we're doing a lot more content than we were doing social. We had you know, some, some social stuff coming in. We were very new as well. So like some clients wanted more from us than we could actually facilitate. So it was, a, it was a really scary time. And it was like, it was quite a big jump. And I knew it was the right gamble though, because 
I think I turned around to my like my mum or my dad who I think came to the office with me um and they're very cautious people they're very like sensible I think that's where I get it from in the sense of like not taking massive risk when it's not needed um and I'd always said to them I was like I don't want to be stressed out about money I don't want to be over leveraging myself where I'm like can't sleep because I'm worried that I can't pay for the office tomorrow or like whatever it might be or like you know things go under what am I going to do um, and I remember walking around and we saw the office space and I just turned to my mum and she was like, you're stupid not to get that. You're stupid not to do it. You know, it was, it was overpriced and like looking back, it was it was terrible. And I know we um, we won't mention who it was with, but like as a brand, we know that they were absolutely yeah, sard- shocking. Sardine like. Yeah. But like she was just like, it's, it's the right thing to do. And I think I knew it was the right thing to do, but mm. we did it. Within a week of being there, we had picked up two new clients. The energy that me and um, the person working there as well had had was like, we just had so much more energy we're in this new space and new environment so i think although that cost came in it didn't necessarily pay for itself but it paid for itself in the sense of like we got this new sense of energy i was more motivated i had more excitement around things like i wanted to work more and harder and smarter um and then we had i think the team grew to four it must have been about four, three or four of us were working out of like a two-man office. Like they had a f- uh, first floor where it was like hot desking and like the team was split all over the place and they were until we moved into this place really. Yeah. Um, so at that point I was like, I need a bigger one. So I went for another one and that was like two grand. And I was like, oh God, like this is gonna, it's gonna happen again. We moved in there, more energy, more like huge. Everything. But we did it at the, t- at the point where like the way I look at those decisions, you're never gonna win you're either going to lose out financially or you're going to lose out on the opportunity. So you kind of just have to go for the decision when you think it's yeah, just and when about you need right. it, I guess, not when you want it. Yeah, exactly. Like we had difference. four people effectively and we had freelancers coming in and we had other shoot teams coming in working out of literally probably there are some toilets in London that are bigger than that, like mm. in terms of individual homes. Like it was, it was tiny. So we moved to a bigger space um, and that was great because it felt, again, new energy, new enthusiasm. We got everyone in and we were in there until we moved here. And even when we were in there, I think even with interns and um, other people that were kind of renting desks in that space, it was only a five or kind of five person desk at office, maybe four. Made, like, it, made it work at a, yeah. about a seven and a half. Yeah. Um, so like at that point we were just like, we, we need to upgrade. And at that point, I think me and you both sat down and said, look, we're at a point now where it's actually, we can actually see the growth. We're not just guessing. Cause I think a lot of people's like projections and growth plans are all just like, yeah, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't that speculative. It was like no. again. I think big influence that you've had on on me. I've probably been a bit more magpie like when we were yeah. looking at offices. You were very much like, oh yeah, no, this fits fits purpose, which yeah. which is a good kind of yin and yang, I suppose, um, of that. Um, but yeah, like old space. As much as we loved it, and it's it's dubbed our current name now. Yeah, like it. It was needed, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I think like like you just said it was it was the right time to do it um but i suppose my advice and i I actually did a post on linkedin about it um about kind of the office journey because we over five years we had three offices to where we are now um yeah uh, five four years um and like my biggest message was like office space is a necessity for a very long period of time um and if you can just make it work and obviously you know as you grow team people are like I don't like this office. I don't have enough space, and that does that does impact the decision. But you have to. I, I pushed it really to quite to the limit, and then I made the decision to to change. Um, I pushed it to the limit where everyone was like, "Please, can we get a new office?" Um, which was probably too far. I'm not coming in tomorrow <laughs> unless we get a new yeah. office. <laughs> um, which was probably too far, but at the same time, like to get to where we are now, 
I think it was the right decision looking back. Like we could have done it earlier, mm. but I think with with everything that aligned the way I needed it to, client wise, team wise, yeah. And it's also unlocked the ecom setup that we're effectively sat under. Yes. Um. There there has been other elements that have added to the business as well. Yeah. Because I was always look. We had a couple of options. Like I think if you hadn't interjected, we'd be currently sat in a building site because I wanted to buy a whole build or rent a whole building of three floors and four, two floors and make it into this cool co-working development space. Because I was looking, I think we had this conversation, I was always looking at offices as possible variable costs. So, you know, if you get a bigger one, you can hot desk some of it and you can like, yeah. a lot of people do that and that's a thing. Um, but I think by the end of that conversation, um, we just decided, especially with COVID about to happen, because we moved in here where March, March around that time, yeah. So and like, uh, yeah, end of March. Yeah, we've only so been here for three it months. Prime, yeah. prime COVID time. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, we just we kind of I think we made the right decision now. I'm pretty happy with with how we've done it. Um, but yeah, I think th- that was probably probably one of the biggest decisions that we made the right way. Um, Definitely. So it was good. And team wise, we've obviously like I think we've we've hinted on aspects of it. Yeah. Team is now growing pretty rapidly, which mm. is very exciting from our from our perspectives yeah i guess again similar in similar veins the office your process for for justifying team growth and like at what point you've needed what and whatever i suppose that's yeah. been quite an evolution of yeah the definitely like i again like taking on a team member especially when you're small like you know we got a team that are under 10 eight people so we like relatively small team in the big bigger scheme of things but I think that's purely because of the way we're growing this. We're, we're growing it in a profitable way. So no one comes into the business unless there's profits that they can be taking. So we're not just hiring people for the sake of hiring people, um, which there are some like pros and cons to, like, you know, more team have to work harder to hit that next goal so we can bring someone else in. But um, yeah, like just, and also when I'm saying profitable, I'm not saying more money in my pocket or the director, uh, our director's pockets. Um, it's mainly just because we want to get, we want to grow this in a profitable way. So we're not saying, oh, we're breaking even, we're losing money until 2022 because that's our business plan. Like, I don't really believe in that. Um, I've always just gone down the route of like, let's let's be profitable from day one, which in theory we have been, um, which is which is obviously great. But I think the reason why we've done that is because we're hiring people at the right time. And we're hiring people when there's a need for it. Um, and also the quality of people we bring in. I think we've got quite a interesting hiring process. Obviously we've hired people just straight out of the door we needed that person we'll hire them in but a lot of people that work for us have kind of interned or trialed or or whatever and that's not for a reason of we're trying to get cheap labor or we're trying to get people for free it's mainly for a reason of like we believe we're probably a little bit different to other agencies in the way we work and like how much work people do you know the way they work with people um you know what we want to require the level of standard we want to produce so i think um yeah our hiring process is always quite interesting um when i talk to people about it because it was a bit like hmm that's a different way of doing it but it's mainly just because we want to make sure we've got the right people that fit into our team and and can kind of produce the results um which is of course what we what we all want so yeah. um yeah and i suppose a lot of like in the same way that we find a lot of our clients a lot of word of mouth of current colleagues yeah like referring friends and yeah definitely i mean like how we built our client database is relatively funny story because we've spent no money on marketing at all um well we spent probably under a grand in our lifetime of just different stuff most of which was in the last few months yeah and and i suppose when i say no marketing in the lifetime of business i'm not talking about the theater stuff and all that i suppose i'm talking the last sort of two three years when we've been doing what we're doing now um and to be honest that's just been purely from kind of personal networks um 
you know me me pushing a lot of what we do um, and leads coming through that um, I mean we didn't have a website for three years well no we had didn't have a website. we had a temporary website for like we didn't have a website for three years we had a temporary one and now we've got a kind of a decent one that we're, we're proud of but for me it was just like just focus on what you've got and grow what you've got as opposed to you know trying to work with every top brand in the world wasn't really where we where we started because of what we want who we want to work with and how we want to work with them so yeah it's been it's been quite quite the journey to be honest it has quite the journey so with all that being said what's i mean this would be an interesting answer for me to listen to <laughs> what's, what's coming up in the next six let's say six months what's happening before 2021 yeah so like the last the last six months have been obviously with covid going on um it hasn't been easy it's been it's been a, a stressful time um we kept all our team all our team was still working if not working more due to what we were doing um so the last six months have really been about consolidation and systems and processes so like um and you know this better than anyone i built the business on it as a yes man like i literally was saying yes and no to everything and the reason why i was doing well not no even i was saying yes to everything and no to nothing um the reason why i was doing that is because i wanted the experience so i wanted to work in different industries and service different clients and take on bad clients what you would call a bad client or take on a client that maybe isn't going to be with us forever or try and take on a really big client that i couldn't really service like the idea behind that was because we're young and we can afford it get all the experience we can and try and be profitable with it um and that's led us up to kind of the beginning of this year and then from this year from 2020 our mission has been very much like work on a lot of our systems narrow things down i know we did me and you did a kind of zoom call with a few freelancers and and you know guys at the beginning of covid just try and help what we could um but like our our current state is just to tighten everything up um i think if you go through that process of a couple of years of just saying yes to anything being really manic i was running around london 16 hours a day from shoots to meetings to another shoot to whatever um which i loved but now we're at the point where actually i've got the experience i understand a lot of what's going on in our space um so now it's really important for us to really consolidate and get our systems in place and develop um we are we are a small agency like every time someone asks me that question i say yeah in the grand scheme of things we're small but we're trying to be super efficient and we're trying to build build as quickly as we can yep. to a point that we're happy with um so i suppose the next the next six to 12 months are, are really about um we've got obviously got some really exciting projects in the works so really working on those and developing those out um from our, from our offering side as well Obviously, we've now got our e-commerce studio in in studio, um, and that's going to be kind of a big a big build for the next six months, I suppose. Um, any any clients or businesses that need e-commerce photography, so that's for their social pages, the studio styled, or yep. for websites or anything like that. That's going to be really big, but really be built out. Um, and then in terms of like our other offerings, we're now just trying to develop and and grow um, and train up our teams, but not train them up from sending them on the course, train them up from doing the work. Um, I obviously have very limited education and, and I know you're not the same you've got all kinds of degrees but my learning and I know that people can develop the more they kind of get things wrong so we're trying to go through the process of people really working on stuff and and obviously not getting it wrong from clients but really taking that time to understand and grow as individuals um, I don't really like saying it but like investing in our team I suppose is the next six months is really trying to get people at a place where they they feel more confident and we can then go to those, those bigger brands um, and yeah, like the projects we've got kind of got coming in the, uh, coming in at the moment are super exciting. So very good to see that. And then the other side is the three hundred three brand. Obviously, you built what is now the three hundred three brand, from the design to the website to what it would sound mm. like and do, and you know now three hundred three radio. So 
there's going to be a lot more of that coming i think um from what you, what you told me you've got planned um which is yeah, exciting got, got some plans. yeah so yeah that's going to be a big outcome and i suppose this podcast is the beginning of i've obviously gone through a process and you have too um you've you've obviously worked with some very big brands you've done a lot of internships you've worked with um press london you've done some really great stuff so i think our knowledge and expertise is something we want to try and give because when i started and i don't know what it was like for you but when i started doing all this there was there was some kind of like big players in america or a few big players in london who were kind of saying oh just sell more like that's that's what you need to do and i think for me i was just like so there's a lot of working out by myself so there's probably a lot of questions that younger guys have from either 18 they're 20 even if they're my age and they're starting this out as well um there's a lot of kind of advice that i want to try and give back because in my position that i was in even two years ago there was so much i just wanted to be not told but just given a bit of a guidance yeah. on where, which direction to go totally. so that's i suppose the reason behind this podcast which is why we've got some cool guests on who've built some pretty big businesses yeah, and selfishly we can uh, we can pick the brains of some some people we can uh, manage to get into the studio to have a to have a chat exactly exactly um yeah, and I guess to give some vague snippet of what that's going to look like, I mean, it's good, you know, I guess the podcast is centered around small businesses, yeah, startups, funding businesses, and and I suppose digital marketing in some in some re- degree because that's sort of what we do. But yeah, inevitably we'll get um, yeah ramblings will occur. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and also there's the kind of like the this I think a lot when a lot of people hear small business they think it's a business that's like your mum and you building mm. a business. I think sm- when I say small business like a business that turns over 5 million quid a year, let's say, they're still quite a small business in yeah. the grand scheme of things. So like I think l- t- talking to those guys who are on that journey at the moment, they've gone through so much. This you see so many of these brands like especially in the food and beverage space, you see so many brands that look like they're you know they're about to be innocent and be bought by coca-cola actually they're they're not they're further down the journey and to get to that point to be what innocent did or to be what other brands have done where they've sold on or they've exited or they're now just absolutely massive is a big journey um and those guys have been through so much we haven't even been through in that sense so it's it's super exciting to understand that and and find out more 100 percent. so yeah some familiar faces hopefully hopefully coming soon definitely um but yeah Good. Thanks for the chat. No worries. And this is this is going to be out on pretty much all platforms, isn't it? This podcast. So, I think go- so. yeah, Google, Google, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, all those things. So the main thing to say here, doing my uh, doing my spiel, mm. is if people are listening, giving it a little rating is very appreciative. Yeah, we appreciate a review, wouldn't we? Yeah, we would. And also, we do want to hear what people are saying because I think there's probably a lot of questions that especially those younger guys and girls like there's a lot of stuff that people want to know so feel free to at 303.london it's right. on instagram page got that right yeah. um head on to that page and drop us a dm of any questions and stuff we're probably going to yeah. do a few q, q- and a things podcast, get, yeah. get in the pot exactly um thanks very much for the chat man cheers man better get to work now yeah. it's like half it's nine and I, I need to get some work done <laughs> um cool all right thanks very much bye